all right? Um, we're still going along the lines of snapshots of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to teach. I have a three-part message that I'm going to teach starting today. Uh, the title of the teaching is called Sealed. Uh, sealed. The Bible says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We got to get some understanding of that. All right. We got to get some understanding of that. We just don't want to say that we're sealed and not have an understanding of that. Amen. So we're going to talk about that briefly. Um, I'm learning as a new pastor, apostle, whatever you want to call it, um, how to, through counsel, Kirby, A.D., uh, Sean B. Chris, all y'all, be you, you know, I listen to you guys when you guys uh, tell me different things. Uh, I was looking at this message, and I put this message together, and by the time I got done putting the message together, Ola, it was so much information. I said, you know, I might break this up into three parts. If not, I'm going to be teaching an hour and a half, and that I don't want to be doing. Amen. Um. Give the uh, worship team a hand of praise. Come on, y'all can do better than that. They ushered us in the presence. And Kina, you killed that song, I'm telling you. Every time you sing it, every single time you sing that song, it, it, it reminds me of the simplicity of the gospel. Okay, it just reminds me of the simplicity of it. Just she just stand there, she's singing the words, and it just feel you can just feel, all right, the presence of God. Now I love what all y'all do, but that song in particular, when she sings, it just does something to me. It just does something to me because it's a truth. I don't want nothing else. I don't want nothing else. I want nothing else. Okay, all I want is my heavenly Father. And the things he has for me. You have to get to that place where all you want is what he predestined you to have. That's too much. You don't need no extra stuff. Okay, once he unload that stuff and he begin to give you dreams and, and of, of you being a millionaire, you taking stages and you taking flight. I'm telling you, the things you think you want, you don't really want them. You don't really want them, okay? You 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 could look at that girl and be like, "Ooh, I wish she was." Nah, you don't want her. You want the one he want for you, okay? You could look at all the men out there. Hey, I, I, mm -mm. you want the husband he wants for you. You have to get to that place where all you want is what he has for you, okay? We're predestined with promises. He promised us some, Chris, and then went back and made an oath, swore on himself. I want you to have this. Ah. Lord. So we're going we're gonna to get into the teaching. What time is it? 12.37. All right. Try to keep this under an hour. Um, now, if for all you who don't know me uh, or, or don't understand Divine Generation Church, the whole purpose of this church is to reveal the truest intentions of God as a father. Okay, the truest intentions of God as a father. Now, the reason why we do that is because according to Jesus, he didn't have a plan. Jesus said he didn't have a plan. He said he didn't even have a will. He said his meeting, his drink was to do the will of his father. So now if he didn't have a plan and he only did what his father said and we're the example, he was the example for us. Am I right? So what is he telling us? Follow the plan of the Father. Then he sends the Holy Spirit and said the Holy Spirit won't speak of himself. He's going to speak of me. Now, if he speak of Jesus and Jesus spoke of the Father, letting us know that this is his plan, then we need to have a focus on what he focused on. I am sick and tired of hearing people preach the word. Okay, I'm starting off bad, I know. I am sick and tired of hearing people preach the word and nothing about the father in it. We, we need to say what Jesus said. That's it. <laughs> Let's just say what he said. If you, I need you to do this, to do that, to do this, to do this for the sole purpose of you being 
as your father in heaven. Paul said, conform to the image (laughs) of the son. It was predestined that we do this. I am tired of hearing all these messages that are bringing us to the door, but they won't unlock it. Jesus is the door. He's the door. We got to go through the door to get to a father. Amen. We have to go through the door. We can't stand at the door praising, doing praise and worship. Lifting our hands, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. No, open the door. When you open the door, his life. (laughs) You get his life. He's a door to his life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through. Not to. (laughs) Don't come to him. Go through him. If I keep doing that, I'm not going to make it to an hour. Okay. So I did that because you need to understand that my insight to scriptures of the reason why the father did this thing is the reason why I see things the way I do when I look at scripture. Okay, I can take a traditional path of just talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay, the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead and it tell you truth. Okay, no, you have to see it through the eyes of a father. The father sent the son, told us to imitate the son. The son sent the Holy Spirit. The whole purpose of this thing is to give us his life. Amen. So when I look at the Holy Spirit, I see the Holy Spirit as a ministry that belongs to the children of God. I see the Holy Spirit as a ministry that belongs to the children of God. The Bible says he's our helper. (laughs) He's our comforter. He's our advocate. And he's our counselor. The Holy Spirit is there as a ministry to do what? Help us to advocate for us, to counsel us, and to comfort us. So we have to see it the way the scripture gives it to us. We have to see it how Jesus seen it. Our first scripture, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. The title of this teaching is called Sealed. This is part one. We're going to get to the bottom of this. It says, when Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. Now, we went through the understanding that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It comes upon you. The Holy Spirit does not come in you. It comes upon you. It comes upon you, okay? You have to understand this. Okay, Christ is in us. Say it with me. Say, Christ is in us. The Holy Spirit is upon us. Angels are around us. That's filled. Christ is in us, making us children of God. The seed, the incorruptible seed is in us. The Holy Spirit comes upon us. Angels are all around us. All right. We have here in Matthew chapter three, verse 16, that when Jesus got baptized, the spirit descended like a dove and came down on him. Then verse 17 says a voice from heaven, his father. How do I know it's his father? Because he said, this is my beloved son. (laughs) He said, this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased with. So we are sealed because we are his children. The Holy Spirit comes upon us because we are his children. It does not come upon us to make us children. It comes upon us because we are his children. It says the spirit of God descended on him. Then a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I am well pleased with. So the spirit comes upon us because 
We are his we are his children. And he's pleased with us. Okay? Here we go. And he's pleased with us. I'm going to say it again. And he's pleased with us. Now I'm going to give you some receipts behind it. Okay? He's pleased with us. He said this about Jesus before any miracles. He hadn't done one miracle, but he's pleased. <laughs> he ain't cast out no devils. He's pleased. He's not pleased when you, because you act or do a certain thing. He's pleased because you are his child. He wasn't pleased with Jesus because this ain't the end of his ministry. This ain't the middle of his ministry. This is the, his ministry has not started. And the spirit has came upon him and his father has spoken from heaven and said, this is my beloved son. My beloved son, my son, not just my son, my beloved son, my son that I love. I am well pleased with him. You have to hear this. I need you to hear it. I need you to hear it how the scripture says it. He's not pleased with you when you do good. He, he's not pleased with you when you do right. He's pleased with you because you are his child. I know that's hard for your religious mind to comprehend. It is hard. I can see it right now to fight somebody looking for a scripture to argue. But you ain't going to find it. He's pleased with you. Okay? He has to get that in your mind because if you start off thinking <laughs> that he's against you, it's going to be hard for you to turn that around and just see him for you. He's for you even in your mistakes. You got, if you got kids, you better know. I'm pleased with my children because they are mine. It don't have nothing to do with their grades. Okay? They're mine. So, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit according to Ephesians 1.13. Now, the way I'm going to do this, I'm going to read Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 13. But then, after I read that, I'm going to give you the context of it. You know why? Because we can't take one scripture and just read that. We need the whole conversation. We need the entire conversation. Don't you hate when somebody said you said something, but didn't get a whole conversation? Don't you hate when somebody take a snippet out your conversation and say you said this? He said he didn't like you. No, that's not what he said. He said he didn't like you because you stole from him. You robbed his house. <laughs> he don't just not. <laughs> Tell the whole conversation. Okay? We have to see the scriptures in context. This is a conversation. When Paul wrote to the Ephesians church, it was a letter. It wasn't a note. <laughs> he didn't write them in notes. And then they put them all together and came up with a conversation. This is a conversation. So we're going to look at Ephesians 1.13 and then we're going to read it in context. It says, in him you were sealed. Say sealed. That's important. All right. In him you were also, you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. So now. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Amen. So the Spirit coming upon people is to, coming upon us is to seal us. In the first teaching I did, I took you through the Bible and showed you where the Holy Spirit, every time somebody received the Holy Spirit, it came upon them. Now, one time if somebody received the Holy Spirit and said the Holy Spirit came in them. Every time it was upon Okay, so that's a common occurrence in the Bible, is the Spirit coming upon. Okay, but it is symbolic. The Spirit upon is symboli it, it symbolizes seven, these seven things. Okay, now, it might be more, but once the Spirit comes upon you, these seven things happen to you in the Spirit. Are y'all ready? All right, give me my list. Okay. These are the seven seals. Now, this is no way 
to be interpreted in Revelations as being the seven seals. Okay, I don't want you to do that. All right, because it might be more seals. But when the spirit comes upon you, it is representing these things. When the spirit comes upon you, you are sealed, not in the natural realm, but in the spiritual realm. Meaning when the spirit comes upon you, the heavenly host, the army of angels and all of heaven see you a certain way. The first one is an incubator. Because you possess the seed of Christ, the Bible, now, let me, let me preface this with this, okay? Because I, I see y'all writing already. This is the intro, all right? The next two teachings on this, I'm going to go down and I'm going to break down each one of them, all right? I'm going to break them down, okay? So the first one is the incubator. Now, the reason I say the incubator is because the seed of Christ, the incorruptible seed, you are God's child. You are God's child. And because of that, just like the Bible said the Holy Spirit came upon or uh, uh, that the Spirit of God hovered, we talked about that, and, and that word hover is to brood like a hen would sit on eggs. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it comes upon you as an incubator to develop the child of God. Amen. Okay, it also comes upon you as a kingly robe because we're known as what? Royalty. Amen? Okay, it also comes upon you as a priestly robe, an ephod. That's what an ephod is. An ephod is. It's a priestly garment. And it, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it comes upon you because the Bible says we are royal priests. Am I right? Okay, work with me. The next one is a mantle. A mantle is simply a prophetic robe. The next one is a signet ring. The signet ring is given to someone who is at the right hand of someone in charge. The, it is given to the person who is a, in a place of honor. You've seen it with Joseph. You've seen it with Daniel. Pharaoh gave them a ring, and that ring signified that you could run everything in the country but me. <laughs> so when the father put Jesus at his right hand, which is a place of honor, he said, you can dominate everything but me. Okay? The next one is anointing oil. The oil is poured upon for assignment. The next one is the armor of God. Does not the Bible tell you to put it on? Put it on. Okay. The reason why? Because you are a warrior. Which is different from a soldier. You are a warrior. Which means you are brave and you are a trained fighter. Paul said, I fight the fight of faith. He also said, we tear down stronghold. We demolish imaginations. We are warriors, but we are only warriors wearing that armor. So these are the seven ways in which we are sealed. So when it says that the Holy Spirit comes upon you and it seals you, this is how the spirit realm sees you. This is important. Amen? This is important because the spirit realm sees you a certain way, but you don't see yourself that way. The angels of God see you as, a, as royalty. And you walking around, whatever. The spirit of God sees us as a prophetic culture. It wants to talk to us. It sees us as priests. The Bible calls us ambassadors, light, salt. The conversation that the father continuously has with us, he's continuously telling us you are. You are. You are. Our issue is we don't agree. Because we don't agree, we don't say I am. I am light. Care what they say. I am salt. I am a royal priest. I don't know about you. If you want to agree with me, you can. I'm just agreeing with the Bible. I'm just agreeing with the word. And see, stuff like this, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. 
Meaning, this is what he said about you before the foundation of the world. Before he said, let there be light, this was his thought process. I'm about to make kings. I'm about to make priests, prophets. We're sealed. Okay? Now, the definition of sealed, sealed means you are established irrevocably as a child of God. You are established. That's why the Bible always tells you that you are predestined. The Bible tells you that nobody can pluck you out of his hand. You are established irrevocably. Ain't nothing nobody can say. You are born again of a seed that is incorruptible, meaning you can't corrupt it. (laughs) So if you can't corrupt it, can't nobody else corrupt it. I ain't got time for church fighting with one, you ain't one saved, always saved. What do you mean? So you telling me the father gave me his spirit, his seed, put it in me and said, as soon as you make a mistake, I'm taking it back. I can't trust him. <laughs> you know why I can't trust him? Because in his word, he always talking about having patience. Well, he should have something with me, right? That's another way to see the word. You have to see, if the, if the father's telling you to, 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 to have patience with other people, don't you think he's going to have patience with you? If he's telling you to forgive everybody, don't you think he's going to forgive you? We battle in our mind because we don't see a father. I am, we will not be an orphan church. We will not be an orphan church. Okay? I will, I will preach the same message every Sunday until minds change before I let us be an orphan church. I ain't into the numbers. I'm into the work. It's going to come. We will not be an orphan church. Orphans can't pray. They, ha- they find it hard to get in his presence. So it means to be, to be established irrevocably. Why? Because we're predestined. Okay, now, all of this is according to heaven, not your cousin, Fifi. Okay, this is according to heaven. This is how heaven sees you. Look to the hills from which cometh your help. Set your mind on heavenly things. Think eternally. Your problem is, no, our problem. I I, I told myself I was going to stop doing that, saying your problem. (laughs) Our problem is we worry about what everybody else think of us. And we forget about what heaven says. That's what you call lack of faith. Your faith is supposed to be in a relationship with God as a father and everything he has supplied you. Your faith is not in how people see you. Because people only see you how they see themselves. People can't see you past how they see themselves. It's hard. Okay, it also means to be marked. So, the Holy Spirit comes upon you because you are marked. (laughs) That's why ain't nothing you trying to do working out for you, and it's only going to work out for you when you do his thing. Because you're marked. I I deserve more claps than that now. Y'all better stop playing. Okay, I appreciate you, Kirby. Lord Jesus. You're marked. That's why the Bible calls you a saint. A saint means elected. He chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I called you out of darkness. I rescued you. You're marked. (laughs) So the spirit comes upon you because you are marked, because you are chosen, because you are a chosen generation. You're going to need some assistance. Because you are called. Because I predestined you. I marked you. So I have to equip you because I marked you. Ministry is his idea. It ain't ours. Blessings is his idea. It ain't ours. That's his system. So we're marked. That's why the Bible said we're sanctified. 
Meaning he plucked us out and said, I'm going to use you for a special assignment. But the issue is, ain't nothing you do in your flesh going to work because you marked. Let that resonate for five, four, three, two. I don't know about y'all, but I love hearing on, on Sesame Street when that count Dracula dude count one, two. I don't know. Just do something to me. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> because you mark, it also expresses ownership. Because you are sealed, it tells who owns you. That's why he is our Lord. Jesus Christ is our Lord because he's the head and we're the body. He, the head owns the body. It expresses ownership, which is a good thing. Because he owns us, he has to take care of us. He has to provide. My God will supply all your needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Why? Because you marked. You marked because you've been sealed. Okay? It also deals with security. Them, my children, they're marked. Okay? So, meaning, if you mess with them, you mess with me. My wife. And I'm giving you a natural example. I love all y'all. We all, okay, you got divine generation mark. Thumbprint right on your forehead. All right? If you mess with my wife, because she bears my last name, you in trouble. You got to deal with me. It's the same way. Because you bear his name, anybody who mess with you, mess with him. Ask Saul. Blinded him from heaven. Saul, Saul, why you persecute my people? Who is that? It's me. It's hard to kick against the pricks. Now, what he meant by that was this. Paul thought he was working for Jesus. He thought he was working for him. He said it's hard to kick against the pricks. It's hard to be against something that you're for. (laughs) He said, why are you crucifying me? Hold on. He was in heaven when he said that. Why? Because the name that you have, that you bear, the seal that is upon your life means that if they mess with you, they mess with all of heaven. Then the last one is the permanency of the seal. Because we have his name. Because we have been born again. Okay, I know y'all want to think in your religious mind, I can lose that by drinking a Corona. I'm, be, I'm just being honest with you, okay? We think no matter what we do, we can do something that's going to make God say, I, don't, I no longer want you. But the issue with that is, the problem I have with that, Q, is that he gave his son. <laughs> he gave his son. So for him to give his son, the Bible says, if he be for you, who can be against you? If I deliver my son, he didn't say it like that. He said, if I did not spare my son, he could have gave him any death. He could have died. Jesus could have died in his sleep. Still would have been a worthy sacrifice. He put him on a cross. He put all our sins on him. And then you know it was powerful because right when he gave up the ghost, he said, it is finished. Meaning what? I did this for a reason so you can get what belongs to you. When he said it is finished, the doorway was open and you can now walk through. The same person that said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father. I told we got to get, we got to stop coming to the door. We at the door knocking, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He like, would you please come in? <laughs> I'm inviting you to a life. I'm not inviting you to a worship service where we just sit here and say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Y'all part of, y'all now, come on, y'all apostolic, y'all know what I'm talking about. They make you say Jesus, then they rub a hole in your back. (laughs) Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Jesus died on the cross so that we could have his life, so that we could have his father, so that we could have that relationship. 
He did not die on the cross so we can just sit up here and, and say, lift our heads and say, thank you, Jesus. What you thanking me for? What are you thanking me for? An abundant life? Go. So, now, now what we're going to do is we're going to read the Ephesian scripture in context. And now, this is what I want you to do. Because as long as you are at Divine Generation Church, you, you might as well memorize this. Ephesians chapter 1, that's my go-to. Okay? If you read, look, if you read Ephesians chapter 1 and you still depressed, we need to perform a deliverance service on you. Okay? Because it's so much meat in this conversation about how he feels about you. That's why I say you have to read it in context. Because, yes, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, but you got to understand what happened before that seal. Y'all ready? Y'all want to worship? Y'all want to run? Do what you got to do, okay? This is... Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 it says blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ here we go who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ verse 4 for he chose us in him when before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. Verse 5. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself. Now this is the part that gets me. According to the good pleasures of his will. Let me say this. When somebody tell you how they feel about you, believe it. Good or bad. This scripture, he's telling you how he feels about you. This is meditation stuff. This is stuff you want to think about all day instead of your issues, your problems, what you need. This is the stuff you want to meditate on. Verse 5, he predestined us. I'm going to read it how I see it. He predestined me to be adopted through Jesus Christ to him according to the good pleasures of his will. Now, you have to imagine him saying this to you. Now, imagine him saying it to you, then sealing you with his presence. I bless you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. It's already done. You ain't going to be blessed. You looking for blessings, you already blessed. You don't recognize it. <laughs> you haven't come to grips that you have a father that blessed you before the foundation of the world. Then he said, look, I predestined you to be holy and blameless before me. Not before your little cousin. Not before your people. Okay, not before your family. Before him. Then he said, in love. He predestined us to adoption. He went into an orphanage and said, I want you, 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 I want. Y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't with me. Verse 6. Let me read verse 5 again. It says, he predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself according to the good pleasures of his will. Verse 6 to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved ones. So as his beloved ones, the, the scripture said he lavished on us his glorious grace. Now, it says to the praise. Now, to praise means to warmly approve. Okay? So he's saying he looked at his beloved children, he imparted grace and stepped back and said, hmm. I like what I see. <laughs> I like what I see. Okay. Verse 7. In him, 
we have redemption through his blood. So he redeems you. Forgiveness of our trespasses, your sins. According to the riches of his grace. Not according according to your prayer life. Not according to your study habits. This is according to the riches of his grace. He didn't say according to his grace. He said the riches. Which means he didn't just give you a small portion of this. He unloaded it. He gave you more than you could handle. Verse 7. I did verse 7. Verse 8. That he richly poured out on us. So, (laughs) he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. Verse 9. He made known to us the mysteries of his will. You didn't know. You didn't understand. The scripture said he poured out. (laughs) I don't know how that looks. But it wasn't a drizzle. Okay, I'm sure of that. He poured out. You see that spout? That ain't, his spout don't look like that. Oops. Okay. That ain't how he poured it out. You see how that little drop came out? That ain't how it came out. Okay. He poured out wisdom and understanding. Then made sure you understood his kingdom. He told, look. He made known to us the mysteries of his will. According, wait, wait, look at his intentions. According to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time. So all this stuff was done without you. Only thing he was thinking about you doing was accepting it. (laughs) That's it. I just need you to accept this. You ain't got to wrestle with this. Just accept it. It's all through scripture. And the thing I told you I love about the Ephesians church, about the Gentile church, is he had to start with them from ground zero. From ground zero, he needed them to understand. Look, he, this is the first chapter. This is the beginning of the conversation. This is the beginning of the conversation. He started the conversation off Ola letting them know he has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He started the letter off like that. You got to believe what your father is saying to you. That's what faith is. If you can't hear his voice interacting with your soul, what are you believing in? If everybody else has access to your soul and control your belief system, how you say you have faith? The faith has to be in the word. It can't be in people. Not even the preacher. I teach the way I teach because I want you to be sure. I want to leave no doubt. He said, According to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ. He did the purposing. And then he said, as a plan. So this is his plan. For the right time to bring everything together in Christ. Both things in heaven and things on earth in him. Like I told you, this is a meditation point. You have to meditate on this stuff. This is how you should enter prayer. Matter of fact. That's a divine generation way. You enter prayer through Ephesians chapter 1. Why? Because you need to remind your soul who you're talking to. When you know who you're talking to, you're more comfortable. 
you know how he feel about you already. It ain't hard to pray to somebody who, this orphan prayer is hard. It's hard. Father, help. I know I, I you can't get out the block. <laughs> you just start crying. <laughs> you don't know nothing else to do. You don't know what to say. No, you start your prayer off. Father, I know you love me. I know you created me to do great things, glorious things. Know who you're talking to. Know who you're talking to. That's how you get his attention. Grab his heart. (laughs) It's about to get good. Verse 11. Now, this is your heavenly father. In him, we also received an inheritance. Power, riches, wisdom, strength, glory, honor, and blessings. Seven fold inheritance that Jesus died for you to have. This is what the angels are ministering to you. This is what the spirit is trying to pull you into. But the only way that he can pull you into this stuff, you got to believe it. If I told you right now, Go to Chase. It's an account under my name, and your name's attached to it. It has $10 million in it. Do with it what you want. Now, you can leave my presence and do none of the stuff I told you to do. You can say he fooey, he a fool, I don't believe him. It don't change the fact that that money's sitting there. <laughs> Don't change the fact that money's sitting there. The moment you say, you know what? I believe that. And you go to the bank, your whole life changed. Until then, get you some noodles, some hot water. (laughs) He says, in him we have also received an inheritance because... We were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. (laughs) Woo, somebody going to get saved today. Resave something. Something. Okay. Verse 12. So that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. He wants us to bring praise to his glory. Okay? He wants us to bring praise to his glory. So he has glorified us, which means he has made you kingly. He has made you royalty. You are already majestic. Okay? I just showed you seven seals. That he already said, this is you. He wants to bring praise to his glory, meaning he wants to bring all, put all this stuff on you and then look back and see himself. (laughs) He wants to give you all of this, tell you you salt, you're light, and then watch you in action. Yeah, that's mine right there. He's saying this is all why he did this. Now, we in verse 12. I just read 3 through 12. Now we can get to 13. In him, you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Now, why were you sealed with the promised Holy Spirit? Because everything above. Because you're blessed. Because you're forgiven. Because you're predestined. Because you have an inheritance. He sealed you because what he has already given you. It says, in him you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. Verse 14, it says, the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance. So I sealed you. When I sealed you, I also gave gave you angelic presence encamped around about you. But watch this. I didn't give you all of it. I gave you a down payment of it. I gave you a portion of it. 
And if you have a card note, you know you just can't pay the down payment. <laughs> can't just pay the down payment. Try it, they're going to repossess it. So he gave us the Holy Spirit as a down payment, which means there's other payments to come. There's other payments to come. Okay? You're not walking and that's the issue even with us talking about the Holy Spirit because we say we're filled with the Holy Spirit but we don't understand what it means to be full. When you got the when you first received the Holy Spirit, you only got a down payment. But it was going to come, the rest is going to come as you labor to enter into his rest, as you pray without ceasing. I told you, if you if you want to get your inheritance, let's just say riches, become like him in that area. Because if he's extremely generous and you're stingy, he can't release the inheritance. Okay? So he tells you to give so when you become like him, he can let it go. He wants to bless you. Watch this, because I'm going to go. It says, the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession. Who's the possession? Us. So I'm just giving y'all this to hold y'all over on earth until I come back and get you. (laughs) Here, take this. (sighs) Until the redemption of the possession to the praise of of his glory. Why we see that again? Because every time he does something, just like in Genesis, he would do something, sit back and say, it was good. He did that with everything but man. Why? Because he was waiting to a time where he can flood us with him. You take it back and he's, you take it in and he sits back and says, yeah, that's it right there. That's what I'm talking about. See, we used to, when we do something bad, you know, you do something bad, apple don't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> but we have a father, okay, that his only plan is to see us succeed. So every time he pours something out on you, he has to sit back and admire his own work. That's why you have to take your walk serious. Being led by the Spirit is a real thing. Now, this is why. Because Christ is in you, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and angels surround you, there's activity that's going on in the spirit realm according to how you live. And he wants to give more, but it becomes difficult when you don't live according to his word. Not according to the Bible. I'm messy. Not according to the Bible, because you can pick up any scripture and say, we ain't supposed to be eating pork. Okay, we not we want the word of God. We want his plans before the foundation of the world. The Old Testament was not his plan. It wasn't in his plan. That was a plan B. We don't want the Old Testament. We want the new. We want the covenant that belongs to us. But that covenant comes with responsibility. Because we want, but as a parent, he can't give. He can't just give it to us. He has to give it to us according to maturity. It's only going to come according to maturity. Psalms, one and one. First Psalm. Now, the reason why I'm reading this scripture is because you have angelic presence. Now, what is the seven whole, what is the sevenfold uh, inheritance? Power, riches, wisdom, strength, 
glory, honor. And the last one is blessings. Who want to be blessed? Okay. Now, if you want to be blessed, Jesus said you got to be poor in heart. He says, blessed are the poor in heart, for the kingdom belongs to them. So, when you are poor in heart, it's things that just belong to you. Which means when you walk in humility, it's something that just it belongs to you. That's totally different from seeking the kingdom, okay? When you are meek, he says the meek will inherit the earth. When you are meek, I can give you property. I can give you businesses. I can provide for you. I can bless you with that because your actions. Angels are always watching you, even when you give. He said, look, don't give up grudgingly. Don't give up necessity because he loves a cheerful giver. Okay, so if you, my wife come up, when my wife is up here, she always tell you, look, don't give out of context because the angel's watching. They want to release a blessing. It's a whole army of angels, and their whole purpose is to bless you. It's a whole army of angels, and their whole, blessing, it's, whole purpose is to deliver wisdom to you. That's why he said, pray for it. He said, if you ask for that, I won't withhold none of that. Okay? Because we want to be blessed, right? Well, according to Psalms 101, it says, blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. So, the blessing being delivered is going to be dependent on the counsel you walk in. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, which means your life should not detour people from coming to Christ, from coming to the Father. If it is, it's a reason why you're not blessed. If you receive ungodly counsel, that's why you're not blessed. I love y'all too. Nor sit in the seat of scoffers, scorners, mad, belligerent, unforgiving. That is a way to tie your blessings up. I ain't going to forget nobody. Don't. You ain't got to. That's why the blessings keep flying past you. <laughs> when you decide... You're going to walk this way. You're going to stand this way. You're going to sit this way. I can release that. It's there for us. Watch this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, he meditates day and night. He's telling us how to get blessings. He's talking to us. He's letting us know this is how you get what belongs to you. This is how you get rejected. So he says, if you want to be blessed, don't walk in the counsel of ungodly. If you want to be blessed, don't stand in the path of sinners. If you want to be blessed, don't sit in the seat of scoffers. But the light in the word, constantly put the word in you, constantly put the word in you, constantly put the word in you. Why? Because that's your thought process. Your thought process has to move from natural to spiritual. And he says, when you do that, according to verse three, you will be like a tree planted by streams of water. Which yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. Whatever you do will prosper. Now, why am I telling you this? Because you're sealed. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You have been sealed, okay? The Father wants you to have the inheritance. The inheritance belongs to you. Give me my last slide is it okay shouldn't be lying. all right so what I have on here that was supposed to be up there is okay you have to be sealed 
We have the incubator, the kingly robe, the ephod, the mantle, the signet ring, the anointing oil, and the armor of God. Over the next two services, we're going to go in and we're just going to break them down, okay? Because I need you to see this in scripture, all right? Then I had the sevenfold inheritance. Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings. Then you have the seventh uh, uh, the sevenfold spirit ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, each one of those are ministries. Angels come in companies. OK, there are warring angels out there on your behalf, but you're not opening your mouth, sending them anywhere. There's stuff that belongs to you that is locked up in heaven because you won't pray. Jesus said, if you seek the father in this man, if you get in a secret place, he said, the father's going to be there. And he says, if you do that, the father will reward you. He will reward you openly. I'm going to do it in everybody's face. I'm going to prepare a table before your enemies. <laughs> I want you to eat in their face. <laughs> Spill barbecue sauce, everything. Just So we have the seven, we have seven seals. Then we have a sevenfold inheritance. Then we have seven spirits that are the, that represent the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Perfect. That's all you need. Okay, but understand, this is in the spirit realm. This is not, earth doesn't see this. Earth does not give this to you. No man can give this stuff to you. That's why when the Bible tells you, when the Bible tells you to humble yourself before the Father, it's three things. He says, humble yourself so I can make you great. Say, no man can make me great. That's the truth. No man can make you great. If you humble yourself, he said, you'd be greatest in the kingdom. He said, if you humble yourself, I'll exalt you. You ain't got to exalt yourself. All you got to do is humble yourself. You, do the, you humble yourself and he exalts you. Then he said, if you humble yourself, I'll give you a greater grace. Now, you already got grace. He lavished it on you. He poured it out on you with wisdom and understanding. But he said, for humility, there's a greater grace. And my analogy always for that is, I'm from Chicago. If certain corners you turn, that wind will hit you. Okay? If you ever been in Chicago and walking down the street and that wind hits you in the face and your cheeks just, your cheeks just spreading out and you got air hiccups. <laughs> That's what you call resistance. That's what pride does for you. It feels like you're walking in a wind tunnel. But when you humble yourself, it's like the wind to your back. You just get pushed into stuff. You didn't even ask for that. I told you, they just sent me, they just refunded me my student loans. I'm like, okay. I woke up in the morning, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I didn't write him a letter. Hey, when y'all gonna get my student loans back? <laughs> no. He just pushes you into different things. You ain't gotta pray for money. You ain't gotta pray for opportunity. You predestined. You just gotta live a life as a child. <laughs> That's it. You don't have to pray, bless me, Lord. No, you don't have to say that. The blessing is for you. You don't have to say, take me to the next level. The levels are for you. In Ezekiel, you've seen it. He said the angel did a measuring stick, which was a third of a mile, led him, and what happened? To deeper water. It was up to his ankles. Then he measured again, led him, walked. Now it's up to his knees. Then he led him again, walked to it. Now it's up to his waist. All you got to do is follow then he measured out another line, measured again. Now it's up to his neck. He got no choice but to swim in it. Now it's his life. Now he has to go with the current of that. He has to now move with the current of the river. River. 
you will be like a tree planted by rivers. You ain't never seen nothing dead next to a river. Why? Because it's constantly flowing, constantly flowing. And this is where the Father's trying to get us. But you have to understand that you are sealed. When that Holy Spirit came upon you, it didn't come upon you for no reason. It came upon you because of who you are. The Bible says that we had to receive this thing just like Jesus received it in order for him to be a faithful high priest. If he's any different from us, that he could not be our high priest. So just as he was a son, a child, and the spirit came upon him, and angels were ministering to him, and he was being led, same thing for you. Let's stand.